Hey everyone, this is Tiffany. And this is Leah. And, and we're, we're in the Observation Bubble. Listen, this movie is in my top 15 movies of all time. It's one of the first DVDs I ever owned. I'm surprised it still plays. <laughs> so I'm trying not to come at this with a huge bias, but I have one. Yeah. So what movie are we talking about? Well, it's Drop Dead Gorgeous. The 1999 comedy mockumentary. The local boosters of Mount Rose, Minnesota proudly invite you to watch as their annual celebration of civic pride, wholesome achievement, teenage innocence, and spirited camaraderie all go up in hilarious flames over the course of one vicious, nasty, backstabbing beauty contest. A wickedly colorful, twisted comedy, Drop Dead Gorgeous probes the heart of a small Minnesota town where a teen beauty pageant has unleashed a fury of very unladylike behavior. Here in the hallowed American heartland, amidst the cow fields, pork sausage factories, and Lutheran churches, going after the tiara is not just a fairy tale dream, it's all-out war. Everyone involved in the contest, mothers, daughters, boyfriends, perverts, knows only one thing counts, and it isn't talent, physical fitness, current events, or sportsmanship, it's being number one. Yeah, you betcha! <laughs> because in Mount Rose, you win in any way you can, or you die trying. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm... you betcha was actually, it is actually written <laughs> in the synopsis. I did not add that. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I was that clever. <laughs> but no, that, that was really good. It's got, it's got names in it, dude. It does. Like, it, it has a cast. Yes. Starring uh, Amy Adams, her first feature film role. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst. I love her. Denise Richards. Brittany Murphy. R.I.P. Hmm. Ellen Barkin. Allison Janney and Christy Alley. I love this movie. I don't want to go too far, too hard into that first thing. Just want to get into talking about it. Right. Okay. We open up to a video about the Sarah Rose Cosmetics American Teen Princess pageant Ooh. featuring Adam West. Yes. The only Batman, as far as I'm concerned. TV Batman is what is what they refer to him as. TV Batman. <laughs> and he's surrounded by young girls, and it's sort of icky feeling. Yeah, cringy. He stops and looks at him and like. <gasps> Says you might meet some celebrities and looks around like, <laughs> yeah. All the girls like fall onto him yeah. and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm having fun. It's just like <laughs> gross. Yeah, because uh, this is a pageant for 17 year old girls, like super specifically 17 year old girls. The video is personalized, I guess, for every town, and this one is for beautiful Mount Rose, Minnesota. <laughs> yes, I love the fact that it was robotic. Yeah. In the video, Adam West like has the microphone <laughs> up to his mouth yeah. as it just has the robotic voice. So every town, like imagine they made one for every town <laughs> that this went to. There's one out there that said beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. The video cuts and we hear like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> so are the days of our lives. <laughs> and Christy Alley starts uh bitching at iris saying you take your shows over it <laughs> yeah she's like this is the video but the back half of it is now gone forever <laughs> yeah christy alley is gladys gladys lehman president of the civil the mount rose civil servants and she's like talking about how this can change your life whatever and she's okay there's about 10 girls gathered in the gym and she says, everybody come on down and sign up and help yourself to some coffee and bars. I'm going to be doing my version of the Minnesota accent like a lot in this because I cannot help it. I will do it without me even meaning to. You'll slip into it and not even know. I am a person of accents, whether I like it or not. My dad was a theater person and I think... 
That rubbed off on you. Yeah, I think that came from him. There's uh, an interviewer from the film crew. This is mockumentary, so it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be in the style of a documentary. Yeah, it's like a hardcore parody. Yeah. So they're starting to ask Gladys questions, and the interviewer is talking to Gladys about Mount Rose. She says, we're all God-fearing folk. There's not any back room in our video store. Gladys says that the back rooms in the video stores are for the Sin Cities, a.k.a. Minneapolis-St. Paul. (laughs) So Gladys and Iris, played by Mindy Sterling, who I know best as, um, oh, Frau Farbissina is her name. Anyway, that's what I know her as best from, is that. Okay. So Gladys, Iris, and they have two other ladies that I don't think we ever learned their names. Or I think one of them is named Enid. I think the bigger lady's named Enid because they say something about Enid ate a whole pan of bars later on in the movie. And I was like, they would, you know. The rhubarb bars. Was it rhubarb? They no, say that bars. was a rhubarb pie. Yeah. They just say bars. So the ladies are going to the Mall of America, which is pretty famous. It's like the... The big yeah. mall. Yeah, everybody knows the Mall of America, even though I've never been. Yeah, probably know never it's will. Yeah. I know where it is. I know it's... Th- I don't know where it is. I know it's there. <laughs> um... They filmed this scene outside. They're just in the parking lot looking for a, a spot. And, of course, Gladys takes a, a handicapped spot and says, she'll move so someone comes. Just go pick out some outfits. Well, you missed one of my favorite parts. What? While they're driving down the road, they have to, like, swerve really quick because they almost hit a priest who was walking in the road. Mm-hmm. And they promptly say... Because they were insinuating that he was drunk. Mm-hmm. They say that the communal wine just proved too tempting for some of them. I love the way she says it. Yeah, I'm not giving it justice here. The communal wine just proved too tempting for some of them. You have to sound like Bobby's, from Bobby's World's mom. <laughs> and then, what was her name? The Iris. And then Iris says, and that's why we Lutherans use grape Kool-Aid for the blood of Christ. I, that was awful. The farther I got into that <laughs> sentence, the worse it got. It got, a li- it got away from me a little bit, but that's <clears> okay. Yeah. You know. The outside of the mall was filmed at Eden Prairie Mall, which is where they filmed Mall Rats. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. Some fun trivia. Yeah. Considering how much we like Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. A fucking sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot look at one of those things and not think of a sailboat. Mall Rats. Yeah. It influenced me for life. They're parking illegally in this uh, handicapped spot, but Gladys is going to stay with the vehicle, and suddenly she's struck with inspiration for the theme of the pageant, and it's going to be proud to be an American. How original. Yes. Considering last year's theme was by American, <laughs> the year before that was USA's A-OK. And can she remember her favorite? She says, can you remember your favorite pageant? She says, can I? America, America. I can. <laughs> People ask me where my ideas come from. I think they're just like a gift from God or something. <laughs> the order in which we meet our contestants. We have nine contestants for the pageant. Mm-hmm. And the order in which we meet them. That's how I'm going to go through them. Okay. We meet first Leslie Miller. Yeah. She's number three. Amy Adams. Played by Amy Adams. She's a cheerleader who seems... Sex and her boyfriend obsessed. Yeah. She's, that's. That's her. That's Leslie. She's, yeah. she's her boyfriend. She's a cheerleader. What is the, the mascot? Cause at times it sounds like they say, the go Mustangs. So they're the muskies, the fish. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause go muskies. Go muskies. Woo. And she does the, and she does the fish face. <laughs> so fun. 
Next, we meet Amber Atkins. She's number eight. Like Diane Sawyer. Like Diane Sawyer. Oh, wait. No, she wasn't number eight in the beginning. No, 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 no. No, she started out as number one. Take that all back. You didn't hear any of that. Amber Atkins. She's number one in the pageant, played by Kirsten Dunst. She wants to be in the pageant because her two favorite people ever in the whole world competed in pageants, her mom and Diane Sawyer. Yes. Which, you know, first time I watched this and my mom explained to me that Diane Sawyer is from Louisville, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Homegirl. I mean, hometown girl. Kirsten Dunst even says Louisville in the movie. Granted, yep. she says like she Louisville. Says Louisville. She says Louisville. Her, <laughs> her hometown. Pro tip. That's not how we say it. It's Louisville. It's Louisville. So we get a little more introduction with Amber than we do for Leslie. I mean, yeah. Leslie, you, you see her with her boyfriend. Because she's not like the main yeah. character. Amber, you see she's tap dancing at her work. She does hair. She works in a funeral parlor, a funeral home. And they said, do you do any of the actual embalming? Oh, God, no. I just do the hair and makeup on the deceased. Yeah. She says because it allows her to practice her craft. Yeah. She's tap dancing as she does people's Yeah, she's just tap dancing around the The deceased folk. Yeah. So then next we meet Rebecca Ann Lehman. Becky, number six, played by Denise Richards. This is Gladys's daughter. Mm -hmm. And she's very excited. This is a very special year for her. Her daughter, Rebecca Ann Lehman, <laughs> is competing. Yes. Um, so my notes for Becky was um, kind of crazy. Mean. Uh, yeah. Guns. She's like the mean girl in school. Yeah. I said she got her nose in the air. Yeah. Kind of walking around, looking down at everybody like she's better than all these other girls. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was raised to be that way. Yeah. To perceive herself as such. Yeah. It's obviously from a family of gun people, but it seems like this is a town kind yeah. of, of gun people. But she said she shows off a gun that her mother gave her. And she'll never forget what she wrote on the card. Jesus loves winners. <laughs> That's why whatever I do, I aim to win. Pew, pew, pew. Anyway. <laughs> Next is Lisa Swenson, number seven, played by Brittany Murphy, RIP. Mm. She's obsessed with New York City because she went, her brother is there and he's a, um, a performer, I guess a drag queen. Yeah, he's a drag queen. And she shows off some pictures of him as some famous ladies, Barbara Streisand, uh, Madonna. Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. That's what, that's her thing. Mm-hmm. She's obsessed with New York. Yeah. And she's like, she's, she's got like show posters on her walls and. Yeah. She's proud of her brother for getting out and living his dreams. So she, this is her way of trying to do the same for herself. Right. So next we have Tess Winehouse. I did not write the actress's names down because I don't know them. I guess I could have looked them up and given them their due, but. Tess Winehouse, <laughs> number two in the pageant. Tess is obsessed with dogs. It seems like most specifically German shepherds. Yeah. <laughs> she has a great line. She has her little dog. It's a, he's a little wiener dog. And his name is Kenny. And he comes up, oh, Kenny. Kenny's my dog. But Spike, my German shepherd, went to live with a nice family on a farm because he attacked me. Because I had beef jerky in my front pocket. It's not his fault, was it, Kenny? I had beef jerky in my front pocket. And there's a moment of silence and she looks up at the interviewers and or at the camera. Because we don't see the interviewers. They're all behind the camera, of course. And she pulls up her shirt and shows a scar and says, They remade my belly with skin from my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a line that I didn't write down, but that I really wanted to write down. So then we meet, between contestants, we meet Iona Hildebrandt. Who was the American teen, the Mount Rose American teen princess in 1945. When they were at war and didn't get to keep her damn tiara. She had to turn it in for scrap. 
Yeah. She's a fount of information through the movie. Yeah. Or at least one other time, maybe. That's it. So then we meet Molly Howard. Molly is adopt has been adopted into a Japanese-American family. And the parents seem to be... They said we adopted her to acclimate us to being American. Mm-hmm. Or acclimate us to America. Their daughter walks in and apparently she is like a, a Japanese pop star. Is she? I read later that they added her appearance in later to appeal to international, specifically Japanese, audiences. Huh. She comes in and she speaks in Japanese. We don't know what she says. And they tell her to speak English. Yeah. (laughs) Speak English, you stupid. That's what they say. Yeah. There's, okay. They also drop the R word. There's, that's, that's in here a lot. And. Do they drop it then? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Molly's going to be line dancing and it's her Japanese American parents are very much embracing Midwestern American culture and yeah. seems to be kind of shunning their yeah. Japanese culture. But at the same time, Molly seems to be taking on Japanese culture as well. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that more later. <laughs> so then we meet contestant number six is Michelle Johnson. I never knew her name before today. I got to the end of the movie and looked at my notes and decided to write out their names and their contestant numbers and I realized How I did not know her name. I wrote down actor girl. <laughs> I never knew her name. Her name is Michelle Johnson. And she does not get a lot of coverage in the movie. No. Um, but she wants to be an actress. And that segues in. She says a lot of people, or a lot of girls, go from pageants to acting. Mm-hmm. And we're shown a commercial with um, a woman named Connie. I didn't write her last name. A former Mount Rose American teen princess. And she's doing a commercial for St. Paul Pork Products. Yes. And that she loves St. Paul Pork Products so much that she now works there. Yeah. She says, I "I grew up next to these stockyards. (laughs) Oh, I love St. Paul Pork Products. In fact, I love them so much. And then she's in the full um, suit with the hairnet. I work here now. And she's like in this apron that's just like covered in blood and her hands are all bloody and stuff because she's working at a pork oh, it's factory. It's like because they show her in like the butcher section yeah. of the grocery store. And then at the end, she's got on like coveralls and a hairnet. <laughs> I work here now. Yeah. Back to our contestants. We meet number eight, Janelle Betts. Janelle has a dream of spreading sign language around the world. Like, she seems the most, not normal. She seems the most pageant-ish out of them all. I feel like Like she has a good platform. Trying to do better for the world. Yes. She's not doing it because it's something to do. She has a dream. Yes. She's going to do it like a a sign and do an interpretive dance to Through the Eyes of Love, which (laughs) I don't know outside of this movie, but it sounds hokey. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, but that's Janelle. She seems kind of good Mm -hmm. and innocent and like she's doing it to really get somewhere and do something and then we meet our last contestant tammy curry number nine tammy's a jock we show her in her little introductory video and she's riding a tractor and doing a princess wave her version of a princess wave it's really yeah it i mean mia thermopolis would never (laughs) she's riding away on the tractor and all of a sudden you see an explosion and then you go to like tammy's memorial service and you see her charred varsity jacket on a table i was like this is dark and christy alley says oh it's so hard to see the young ones called home but the show must go on i gotta make sure we get a spotlight from ted so then we meet kind of i mean kind of they're not like introduced but we show the the girls who aren't in the pageant 
are all in the bathroom, the girl's bathroom smoking. One of yeah. them's heavily pregnant. And they talk about how Tammy got killed because she wins everything and someone didn't want her to win. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut to a dance studio. The dance instructor is an older woman. This character reminded me a lot of a character off of Gilmore Girls, Miss Patty. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah. Because I read somewhere that the pr- a producer of Gilmore Girls, or a writer maybe, took inspiration from this movie, the relationship between Amber and her mother. Definitely a Miss Patty right there. Well... Because, same thing, moo-mooed out, smoking out the door. But she says everything's going to come down to Amber Atkins and Becky Lehman. Like, Mm -hmm. Cain and Abel. Yep. And then Brittany Murphy's in there dancing and she takes out a cameraman. It's pretty funny. (laughs) She's like, oh my god, oh god, oh my god, I'm so sorry, oh god. You can tell watching this movie that Brittany Murphy had a lot of fun with this character. I think, I think a lot of people had fun, I think the younger girls especially, had fun. I, I imagine that on a lot of movies, though. So then we go to the local hospital, and I love that the hospital sign, I don't know if I love it, but it's funny, because it's talk. it's making a, <laughs> it's making a, a generalization yeah. joke about the typical things that this area community yeah. needs medically. You have the ER, and then you have a sign to the burn unit, and a sign to the anorexia and bulimia wing. So we're going to the anorexia and bulimia ward where we meet Mary, Mary Johansson. She is the reigning Mount Rose American teen princess. And she speaks like she's very tired because she's anorexic. It takes a lot out. She says, Amber does my hair once a week. Yeah. Becky tries to come in looking good for the camera says oh my gosh I didn't know you were here I come visit Mary every week and Mary Mary's says, like who are, are you? you oh Mary she plays that game every week who are you who mm. are you and brings her a box of chocolates and Amber says real nice Becky she's anorexic and Becky says she's skinny Amber not deaf right and I'm just like Argh. So we see Amber dancing on her way home. She's on the side of the road with her headphones on, just dancing away, practicing, mm, practicing the, the tap. And um, she gets to their mobile home. You can see there's a sign showing that it's Annette's salon. Her mom does hair out of the out of the trailer. Amber has a Diane Sawyer timeline all the way around the ceiling of her room. She's got like the story of her life up there. She gives a Louisville shout out. Mm-hmm. She says um, something about it was rough starting out in louisville her hometown yeah. i was like girl that's not how you say it yeah well you know so amber's mom annette comes into the room and sees the the film crew she's like oh shit what's going on she's like oh they're from california they want to film me for their movie she says well if they ask you to take your top off get the money first and go get my smokes yeah <laughs> and then we go to the lehman's house where we see gladys and becky and we meet lester who is terrible I'm just jumping off, like, no, straight please. from the jump. He is terrible. Go for it. He's actively trying to sell his own furniture to the, the film crew. He compares his daughter to Sammy Davis Jr. He's not a nice guy. No. And even, like, throughout the rest of the movie, though, I mean, it really plays that up. Yeah. He doesn't say nice things. No. But, and he doesn't realize, or at least he doesn't seem like he realizes that those things are actually offensive. Yeah. Because he doesn't care. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. So then we're jumping back into the gymnasium where we started. 
doing interviews with Gladys and Iris. And they're doing interviews during wrestling practice. Which is very awkward. Gladys is perving. She is super perving. Hard. You know what, what the little wrestling onesies look like. And she is staring straight at the business. Yes. And that's a, a brief little interlude there, but just watching Gladys perving on the young men is... Yeah. Yeah. So then we go on to meet our judges. You have to have judges in your beauty pageant. Um, our first judge is John Doe. It's his name. Totally sus. Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, he, he's way too excited to be able to judge this pageant. Always when he's talking about the contestants, he'll con- he has to correct himself because he says... The young the, girls. The young girls. Uh, contestants. Yeah. So you see where his priority mm. is. It's heavily implied that he is a pervert. Yeah, <laughs> creeper vibes for sure. Yeah. He comes out at one point with his video camera. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's, this is here for car crashes and stuff. Yeah. Why the fuck you got it while the girls are dancing? <laughs> He's like, y'all have a camera. No one's texting like you're doing anything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> He's he's creepy, and it's funny, but at the same time, you're like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. So then we meet our second judge. He was Harold Wilms with his brother Hank, who's played by Will Sasso. I love Will Sasso. Yeah. He, I loved him from Mad TV. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. Harold's there. He's fine. But you, you, you're laughing at Hank. Mm-hmm. Knowing that we're going to talk about this... Mm-hmm. Hank is actually a character I really enjoy in the movie. Yeah. But I almost didn't want to talk about. It's, just because everything around him and everything in referring to his character. Yeah. Is so offensive. Yeah. It, I liked the way, I liked Will Sasso's, phys, I liked his comedy. It's, yeah. But it's at the expense of the fact that Hank is mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. But it just him walking up and saying, are we on Cops, Harold? That's a running theme. Everybody thinks they're on cops. I put that in here. Are we on cops, Harold? And then my favorite part is Hank. They start fighting. Hank goes off and does his own thing. And Harold says something about, I just want to put this in here. Put a little bug in your ear. The furniture store hired us to paint the whole thing. Keep that in mind. Pertinent to the story. And I love his quote says, we're going to use the money to get a mama proper headstone. And then move her out to the cemetery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she's just been chilling in the backyard. I was like, they probably got like a deep freezer back there somewhere in the, the mm-hmm. hardware. They own the hardware store. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. And I wrote Will Sasso makes me laugh. But he, he makes me laugh in any role. Yeah. I feel bad about this one. This is another thing when you come back to it. When you Many come back later. to it 20, 21 years later. Like, oh, I shouldn't laugh as hard about as I do at that. But... <laughs> There's another moment where it's just, it's so funny. Yeah. But he's like huffing paint. Yes. <laughs> and he says, Harold, mom said not in the head. Because Harold hits him and, oh, mom's dead. <laughs> and he just walks up and slaps Harold in the back of the head. It's just, it's funny. And then he runs into the wall. It's, uh. Well, next thing we go to Lehman Furniture, the store owned by Lester Lehman, husband of Gladys father of becky and he's in there being his offensive self but we find out that our third judge is one gene kangas who is lester's like executive assistant that's what it seems like so she is employed by one of the contestants father Mm -hmm. harold has been hired to paint the furniture store yeah to paint the whole damn thing he says 
So you know of two people who are on the Lehman's payroll. Mm-hmm. You know, I never even, I never, nope. Didn't even put that together. Here's the thing. I've watched this I don't know how many times in my life, so I've had time to put that together. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just random creep. Yeah, and then random creep. And you've got to figure he's... Later on, you see Lester kind of wink and nod overhead. Like, you don't know why John Doe would be on Lester's payroll or whatever. Yeah. But nobody's going to go against him anyway is the implication. So, um, I wrote down some problematic language. (laughs) To say the least. From Lester. Yeah. Let's just say that there's people going to buy a dining room table, and he says that if they don't cut down the price too much... By and throws in a derogatory word towards a group of people that he will throw in the hutch for free. Yeah. So use your brain there. Yeah. Or, you know, watch the movie for yourself. Oh, yeah, I do. So then we're, we're out at a, a dance practice with Miss Miss K in her driveway. I love that we're just dancing in the driveway. And, like, people have, like, the, the whole town the gets lawn into chairs. this. Yeah. Yeah, the whole town gets into it. There's an older couple that pull out lawn chairs and are watching... John Doe's creeping around his obvious pervert van. With his camera. <laughs> They're doing, like, homemade rinky-dink limbo with two girls holding their legs up. They're dancing on <laughs> step stools. <laughs> so then we're back at school, and we find Amber has another job. She works in the cafeteria. Yes. I don't know if it's, like, a working job or if it's, like, volunteer for school credits kind of thing. I don't know. But the thing about that confuses me, though, is that she's doing it during school hours. Yeah. Because she's doing it during lunch. Yeah, I don't know why she can do this during the school day, because it obviously takes up a Because she's in there after this interaction, too. Yeah. So Amber's working, working her little tail off, taking up trays. So Becky's talking to this character named Brett, saying, hey, you want to come hang out? Like, she likes him. And Brett wants nothing to do with it. He's like, oh, no, I got practice. She's like, but a bunch of us, we're going to go cow chipping. (laughs) How tempting. (laughs) He's like, uh... No, thanks. I don't think so. Meanwhile, he's staring at Amber. He's giving Amber the eyes. Oh, yes. So Brett's obviously into Amber, and Becky can tell, because she sees where he's looking. Mm. So they go up, and she's like, oh, hey, give give Brett, give Brett, Amber your tray, Brett. He's like, oh, no, I'll take it. And he grabs the hose and starts, like, hosing his own yeah, tray He's like, oh, well, no. You're... Well, you don't do it that way. Becky bombs her tray down, so a bunch of shit flies up at Amber. Yeah. And he's like, Brett's like, oh, man. You got Ludafisk in your hair. <laughs> Must be Wednesday. <laughs> and I like how immediately after this scene, it cuts to somebody who's explaining what Ludafisk is. It's Iona, our our friend, the 1945 America, Mount Rose American Teen Princess. Oh, okay. Who works in the, I, Iona Hildebrandt, who works in the library. <laughs> I learned so much today that I didn't take in in the past. <laughs> so she said, she explains that lutefisk is codfish that's been salted and soaked in lye for about a week or for a week or so she says and it's best with lots of butter and i'm like not interested not at all it sounds terrible for the heart i mean not like that really matters on my dietary you know we have spoken about how you ate hearties three days in a row and i'm no better but this just sounds so salty yeah and nothing but butter first of all salted and then soaked in lye I can't imagine like what kind of that. If you love Ludafisk, live your truth. Like, but th- that just have it sounds it. like it's just bad for you. But I think it's like a cultural thing. It's like there's a lot of uh, Scandinavian culture in northern Midwest America. I mean, it's Minnesota Vikings, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I think that's part of that. I could be totally wrong. If I am, I'm sorry. 
So then Brett's kind of asking Amber out. And she says, oh, you know, I got to work. The funeral home is real busy because it's hunting season. Yeah. Because they both of, both of them, they just like kind of pause. Yeah. Like, hunting, hunting season. season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. And so he's like, uh, maybe I'll just call you. She's like, yeah, cool. So our interviewers, our film crew, go into the kitchen and talk to Amber. And she's like, oh, no, you can't be back here. He's like, oh, no, we got hair nets. We're cool. She's like, no, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Come to the house later, okay? Get out of here. Yeah, and that's like where it leaves off and you're just like, yeah, what? So then we we cut over to Amber's home and we see Amber's mother, Annette. We're going to like meet her more properly now than we did when she told Amber to get money before she took her top off. Top and, off. And uh, go get her some smokes. Yeah. And we're going to meet her best friend, Loretta, <laughs> who is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Yes. I love Loretta. That's Alice and Janie. Annette is Ellen Barkin. And... They come up on the mobile home and the windows are open in the front and you look in and see Annette and Loretta and they and Annette looks over and says, oh man. And Loretta says, oh, are we on cops again? Yes. <laughs> and I re- my note was Alice and Janie is gold. They they talk about the pageant. They ask where Amber is. They said she got called down to the funeral home for an emergency. Loretta starts talking up Amber. Or she says, have you been to the Lehman's house? If you have, you've gotten all your pictures of your winner you need. Mm-hmm. And... Annette's doing her hair and she's like yanking on her like shut up she's like what we all know who deserves to win is amber best damn tapper most smartest <laughs> she's like most smartest look at you she's like here get a good head good, get a good shot of that most smartest <laughs> yeah. and janny's face is like and she's just like and the whole time she's like yeah most smartest, most smartest. duh like stick them with it and Annette's like okay you gotta go she's pushing her to the door and she turns out <laughs> loretta turns around and says it's just Amber's gonna be the next Diane Sawyer, you know. <laughs> and then she tries to invite the film crew down to her house because yeah. she's thirsty. Oh, yes, ma'am. She's so thirsty. She... So then we go to the funeral home and we walk into the the embalming, the preparation room there. And then she's been working on um, an older woman's makeup. And then she takes back a sheet to um, work on someone else. And we find Brett has been killed. Yes. With a bullet straight between, right the, between eyes. the eyes. And she's like, that's unusual. Like yeah. that- you don't see that very often in hunting accidents. Yeah. No, oh, I was like, hmm. And they said, are you upset about Brett? She's like, no. Hazard of the trade. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, my question is, hazard of the trade hunting? Hazard of the trade she can't get close to people because she works with the dead and can't be affected? That was my, either way, she's not upset. Right. That this dude is dead. Well, I mean, she's probably desensitized Uh, to an extent. Maybe. So then they cut to Becky saying, you know, Brett was just shot. And she's like, or Brett was just killed. She says, he did? Well, hunting's dangerous. Big smile. Anyway, here's another gun I own. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) We're just supposed to. Okay. Yeah. And I love that there's a family like having a picnic at the gun range behind Becky while she's loading her rifle or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Guns. <laughs> while she's loading wet bullets into her rifle. And uh, she has to do the makeup on Brett. They want to have him look like he just came in off the snowmobile. So pink Rosy cheeks and pink red nose and ears. I know. Yeah. I know. She's explaining to the crew why she warned them off earlier. She got a picture of Tammy, the contestant who was blown up on her dad's thresher. And on the back of it, it said, you're next. Yeah cut to the cops and they say that tammy must have been smoking and driving (laughs) this is the best and it took me a long time to get it (laughs) i've got it i've got it 
And then Amber says, in talking about Tammy on the tractor, well, yeah, Tammy liked to drive her dad's thresher. She said the heavy vibration helped her think. But I know for a fact, Tammy only smoked after a good drive. And it's like, dang. Yeah. I did not get that when I first saw this. Um, <laughs> I was young. Yeah. So we were 10 when this came out. And, uh... I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah. It wasn't until later I listened to it, and I, like, I'm imagining myself, like, looking down at my phone or something, or whatever I might have been doing, and hearing that, and then looking up, like, <gasps> ding. <laughs> <laughs> I always love those moments with movies, though, whenever you've watched it, like, your entire life, and then all of a sudden, like, as you mature, and you go back and rewatch it, like, no. light bulbs go off. Funeral director runs in and says, there's been a call. There's an emergency at the trailer park. Uh, she says, if it's another stray bullet to the head, I'm going to need more caps. Yeah. He says, no, it's an emergency at the trailer park. She says, relax. My mom, she just needs smokes. Yeah. That's her, that's her, that's her code for bring home a gallon of milk and a carton of Luckies. Yeah. That's what she says. But no, there's been a fire at the trailer park. So Amber runs over there and they find out her mobile home has exploded. Like it's, yeah. it's like half kaplitz. gone. Yeah. yeah. They're loading Amber's mother, Annette, into the ambulance. And she says, Mom, don't worry. I'll be right behind you in the hearse. And, <laughs> and uh, Loretta says, don't let that worry you, Annette. And I thought that was great. But what, not surprised me, but one of the things that I noticed about the whole scene mm -hmm. is as Amber is, like, coming up to the house and everything, there's all these firemen around. And all of them were smoking. Yes. Like, <laughs> just the... The irony of the firemen smoking while they're trying to put at, out at a the fire. Scene. Yeah. yeah. At, like, oh my God. So we get to the hospital and now we're going to the burn unit instead of the eating disorder unit. <laughs> um, and you see that Amber's mom has a beer can melded, melted to her hand. Beer can hand. She has beer can hand. She said you know, she heard a sound and next thing you know, she's ass up in someone's flower bed. <laughs> yeah. And we show some home footage of the explosion. Amber's freaking out. Because first, she gets a warning mm -hmm. in her locker. Brett, the guy she likes, gets killed. And now, now something's happened exploded. to her home. Yeah. When she was supposed to be there. But she got called into work. Right. So, she's like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And her mom assumes, oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> Shit. And I love that Loretta says, why don't you see if there's any more beer in that can and just relax a bit. Yeah. And then she takes a sip. She tries. <laughs> it <was> so disgusting. <laughs> she's trying to get burned, exploded sooty beer if she can <laughs> so amber's telling loretta that she's gonna quit so loretta's trying to talk her out of quitting and sends her back in to talk to her mom who's having nicotine fits yeah she wants to smoke so bad she's having nicotine fits she thinks that her daughter's pregnant yeah. like she just she has a beer can melted into her hand yeah and amber's not like a good day. i can't go through this i can't do this she's like you can't do this you're not the one who knows how jiffy pop feels yeah great line loved it yeah <laughs> And they kind of eventually end up having a sweet moment where her mom says, this is never the life I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wanted out of here. And if I could, I could do that over, I would. But you're the only thing I wouldn't do over. And it was really sweet. So she wants better for her daughter. She wants this to be an opportunity for her daughter to get out of Mount Rose and not play hockey or go to Which prison. I mean, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, essentially is what... I think all parents want for their children is yeah. to, you know, have a better life than what they had. They mm. just, you want your child to do better. Well, it was like the opposite in the movie is Becky and Gladys Lehman. Yeah. Who Gladys won this pageant in her day. I don't know if we said that, but she did. And I think it's, if it's not outright stated, it's implied that that's as far as she went. Yeah. And so she wants like Becky to go all the way kind of, for her, too. Because isn't it like she came in second place in the 
Minnesota? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing the whole living vicariously through Becky. Yeah. When Amber's mom wants her to do good for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a sweet moment, and now she's not going to quit. <laughs> Cut to the cops. They say the fire was because of bad wiring. Mom's like, no, no way. Then we're having a judge's interview where the, the judges ask questions to the contestants. Mm-hmm. And their questions were, and once again, John Doe's like, Bring on the young girls. I mean, contestants. (laughs) (laughs) So their questions were, if you could be any tree in the forest, which kind of tree would you be? Who would you pick to be president, dead or alive? Yeah. And their answers are kind of each typical to them, whether it be about dogs or Japanese culture or acting. Yeah. Because uh, Molly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Molly's response was a bonsai. Bonsai. Which goes back to earlier discussing about how she's like adapting to Japanese culture, but the, her, her Japanese parents, parents yeah. are Americanizing themselves. Tess would pick a dogwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Becky name drops her dad, of course, Lester Lehman, mm-hmm. and and her mom, and her mom. She gives like this great it's it's a pageant a reply. wordy pageant yeah. reply to the tree, uh, <laughs> one with a good. I remember a solid Christian trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, Something about the roots being real deep. A roots and deep roots in a community like Mount Rose, and long leafy branches to shade uh, handicapped kids on a hot summer day. Yeah. <laughs> and then her for president, she would pick her mother because she could solve, solve world, world hunger, hunger with her one mom's of Rome's rhubarb, rhubarb pies, solve world peace with one of her prayers, and still have time to look good for her dad, Lester Lehman. Like, she has to remind him. Yeah. And they use the R word again, and I was gross. And Brittany Murphy does a great crazy laugh. Yes. In this scene. Yeah. So when we get to Amber's turn, this is everybody but Amber. We get to Amber's turn, they say, are you Amber Adkins? Yes. And all she has to do. All she has to do. All she has to, The only thing they ask of her is what else I'll say that. Name and spell all the states in alphabetical order. <laughs> like, everybody else gets all these. Yeah. What would, like, actual questions like what to learn about them yeah as opposed to quizner yeah but she kills it murders it she starts out um alabama e-l-e-e-a-m-e and then and by the end like, she's like west virginia w-e-s-t at exactly three and a half minutes later yeah and she just kills it and they're all just like well okay like they really tried to make her fail yeah but since that wasn't that didn't happen they just had to be like well all right nothing to do but report her answers so then we're at dress rehearsal. The big dress rehearsal for the big day. Mm-hmm. We talk to each girl. Leslie implies that she might be pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Are you nervous? Well, yeah, actually I am. It's been about two months. I mean, nervous about the pageant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amy Adams is really great in this. And everybody that I read on the crew, on the set and everything, said that they saw that Amy had it. Yeah. And that this kind of really proved it. And I think I agree with that. Becky, Obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's made it. She's made a name for herself. She's done it. She's, yeah. yeah. She done did that. Yeah, she did. Amber's showing off her tap costume because it survived the explosion and the fire. It landed on her neighbor's roof completely intact, intact, still on the hanger. As opposed to everything else, which was a big polyester heap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
was great. So then Janelle comes to Amber and asks to trade places because her cousin just had a deaf baby. <laughs> Janelle's the girl who was doing sign language and an interpretive dance and wants to spread sign language through the world. And how appropriate is this for her? So she goes first. She's number one now and Amber's number eight. Amber's stoked because Diane Sawyer was number eight in her mm-hmm. local pageant. So it's perfect. <laughs> So anyway, Janelle's up there doing her thing and a spotlight falls straight on her head. Yes. And we are all assuming that that just knocked her out. Meanwhile, I wrote this, I meant to switch these. Janelle's doing her dance and Christy Alley Gladys is in the back, fake crying, saying this is a really hard time for me in this process because I know that tomorrow night, all but one of these girls is going to walk away a loser. And I just can't imagine how that feels. Can't feel good. I'm going to be like, bitch. <laughs> well, also, which I made a note of this, while she's saying all that stuff and, you know, the interviewers are, have her at the moment, she's wearing a Heart of the Ocean necklace. It's funny, this was filmed two years after the Titanic was released, but it's set two years before the Titanic came out. Huh. It came out in 99, but it's set in 95. And Titanic came out in 97. Yeah. So, I was just interesting... Uh, trivia that I found. Oh, so that was part, that was one of the trivia things you found? Yeah. Oh. Somewhere. Yeah, look Shit. at you. <laughs> look at me noticing stuff. Got your eyes open today, girl. Oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah? Um, <laughs> so, uh, Amber's talking to the crew later and she's like, don't you realize I was supposed to go first? That spotlight was meant for my head and I love this. She says, I owe my life to that deaf baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then we're going. We're at the night of the pageant, the big night. Annette is super high on pain meds. Yeah, there with her bandaged beer can, mm-hmm. and I love that at some point in the night because they're both smoking. Yeah, everybody's smoking. Is she like ashes? She ashes in into the beer, the can. beer can. I want to be like, how full is that? How much does she do that at the hospital? <laughs> but she's super high on pain meds. She is out of her mind, and Loretta says, I "Hope this is over before they are." Something like that. She hopes the pain meds last. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> John Doe and Mr. Lehman are like perving through the crowd as everybody walks in. Because the whole town is at the school gym to watch this. Yeah. It's it's actually kind of cool. We don't live in that kind of town. So that's, that's we don't, pretty neat. Yeah, no. I said, I wrote, man, and Gladys loves her gowns. She's got so many pageant gowns. And she loves changing them and showing them off. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I wrote all this down. All the girls come in and they're all wearing hats to showcase something that makes them proud to be an American. Yes. So first we have Becky, but she's put her head in the middle of Mount Rushmore. She's like, I love a country where they can take an ugly old mountain and put faces on it. Faces of people that made this country super great. That makes me proud to be an American. (laughs) I hate it. Um, (laughs) So next is Lisa. And I kind of love hers. She has, because she's the one obsessed with New York City. Yeah. So she has... Lady Liberty on her head made out of tinfoil and a Barbie doll. And she's got a little candle for her torch. Mm -hmm. And she says living in a country where Lady Lady Liberty keeps her flame burning bright. And she has a lighter. She's like trying to light it. She's trying to light the candle and and never succeeds. And she just keeps repeating. Always keeps her flame burning burning bright. bright. Always keeps her flame burning Burning bright. bright. Makes me proud to be an American. She's like... (laughs) And she just walks off. Yeah. It's fine. She tried so hard. Really hard. And honestly, I loved that. A for effort. And I, Brittany Murphy's great. Yes. Number three is Leslie. And she says, the Washington Monument. And does a very suggestive <laughs> hand gesture yeah. with yeah. the length of the Washington mm. Monument. And does a little dip <laughs> looking at the boyfriend. And you hear out in the crowd, oh yeah, baby. Yeah. 
him pervy man just over here like whoa <laughs> <laughs> he's big eyed he's yeah. intent like oh and i'm just like <laughs> and she's like it makes me proud to be an american <laughs> Then we have Amber, who's got glittery, you know, like continental 48 states. And she says, no matter, uh, living in a country where no matter who you are or where you come from, you can grow up and become what you've always dreamed of. Makes her proud to be an American. I was like, okay, good pageant answer. Yes. Very, very nice. (laughs) Molly gets up there. Molly Howard. She's the, (laughs) the adopted daughter of the Japanese Americans. And... She has a mushroom cloud on her head with a set of goggles. <laughs> and she says, atomic pr- atomic power oh. makes me proud to be an Asian American. Like, that is one of the parts in the movie where I... Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, yet it's so horrifying <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and it's like you have a hard time accepting the fact that that is... Yeah humorous yeah it's just bad it's yeah. bad it's- but it's like oh <laughs> like they did that <laughs> like should i laugh at that yes i'm laughing at it i'm laughing at it and number six we have tess oh tess she has a giant ball it looks like a ball of yarn yeah on her head and she says my uncle phil's world's largest ball of twine in bundy minnesota <laughs> it makes me proud i'm american She's like, I didn't understand. I don't think I understood the assignment. And then the ball falls off her head. <laughs> it's like, yep. Yeah. True to character. And then there's um, Michelle Johnson, actor girl. You never see her. She's got a giant Hollywood sign. You can see her in the background of some of the shots, but you don't. She doesn't go up to the mic and say, this is why I'm proud to be an American that we see. Yeah, well, probably because with her character and who she's portrayed herself to be, it's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. It is. They don't, you know, they're in an effort to save time. They don't show all the girls. So after our introduction, where we meet the girls and find out why they're proud to be an American, we're going back and we're getting ready for the physical fitness number, is what Iris says. Amber notices that her tap costume's gone and she gets into a fight with Becky. And uh, I noted that she says, bring it on. Yes, there is. Yes. There were at least two bring it on references in that cat fight is what I put. I put whenever she said the bring it on reference. And then also whenever they say something about someone being the winner of the spirit award. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I love Becky's response to bring it on is, well, like my mother says, it's Sunday dinner. Come and get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, even in this moment, Becky, you're trying that hard. <laughs> and so they're, they're fighting and clawing and scratching. They don't actually get any hits in or anything, but Iris is dragging Amber off. And Amber says, I hate her. And I love Iris says, I know we all do. Come on, let's go. Get, get, get off of her. <laughs> yeah. And she's like the whole time that she's pulling Amber away. Mm-hmm. She's telling the cameraman, you can't be back here. They're getting changed. You can't be back here while the girls are getting changed, which they had no issues with the cameraman being back there. Right. The whole time. Before the cat fight happened. It's just only after shit broke out. Yeah, exactly. So then we have a performance from the reigning Mount Rose American teen princess, Mary Johansson, who is wheeled onto the stage by a nurse. She is lip syncing to Don't Cry Out Loud. And she dances across the stage with her wheelchair and she is living life. She is into the song. That nurse was getting it. Yes. That she, nurse was fucking getting it. Honestly, she should be able to wear a tiara for a while for the performance of the nurse. So now we're at the physical fitness number. And I, my note here was, this is a wild scene. Um, 
first of all, they're getting ready. They're in their red and white, red, white, and blue outfits and star spangled striped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a bad hats and glittery hats. And they pick up the step ladders that they're going to use that they practiced on earlier. And they've been painted. Uh, they're white and blue paint still wet. And she's like, okay, well, Iris says, hold them out. So they don't get the paint on the outfits. So anyway, they're dancing on wet paint, dancing to a Gloria Estefan song. Yeah. Um, I wrote conga song. I don't remember the name of it. Come on, but you want to baby do that conga? No, you can't control yourself any longer. Feel the rhythm of the music getting stronger. Come on, now you gotta do that conga beat. Yeah. Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) So they're doing this. They sit down on the top of the ladder and on their white shorts and there's yes, blue like paint. They're sitting and on them. They're leaning forward with like yeah. their hands on the ground. So only their like pelvis is or upper thigh area is on those. There is paint stool thing all over them, and it's a wild scene. And John Doe is going loving it, nuts. He's big eyed, and then they clap at the end, and he claps too long, and everyone's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he is like over enthusiastically clapping. Yeah. After the physical fitness number, they're back there doing, putting, like, paint thinner turpentine, trying to get everything off of them. And that's when the Spirit Award line happens. Yeah. And then Gladys comes back out in the, she says, these are the clothes, the culottes. And uh, she says, I won the talent, pro- <laughs> I won the talent section by sewing these. I'm like, did she, like, sew, sew them on stage? On stage? Yeah. And I love Loretta says she had a big ass then, she's got a big ass now. <laughs> because she says that she can still fit in them. Yeah, she says she still fits in them. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I also wrote down uh, their talents because it's time for the talent portion. Mm-hmm. So, but Amber's talent costume is gone. Yes. Um, and Miss Kay, the dance teacher, gives her like a leotard and says, mm-hmm. here, you have talent. You don't need showy sequins. Yeah. You don't need the sequins to yeah. show your talent. So Tess has gotten sick in the bathroom and she comes out on stage covered in vomit. And her talent is dog barks and sounds... <laughs> She says, the beagle is known for its howl. And she proceeds to do them. And then followed by German the German shepherd. shepherd. And yeah. she identifies them and then makes And she's the wearing a button-up dog-printed shirt. Oh my god, I've never noticed that. Yeah, you've never noticed that? How have I never noticed that? I noticed the vomit. I just never <laughs> noticed the dogs. So that's Tess's thing, and that's true character. And then after Tess comes Leslie, who does a cheer. She included the wrestlers. Yes. That was fun. Like, she rolled past them and did her cheer and everything. Yeah, she did a car, or summer, like a tumble? Something, some type of something. She did a rolly thing with her whole body? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, through the dudes? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. And then Michelle does a dramatic reading of Soylent Green. That's... Yeah. In 2024. Yeah. America is asking, what, what is Soylent, Soylent Green? Green? And here I am in 2020 being like, what is Soylent Green? I have no idea. I think it's a book. Oh. <laughs> Uncultured I don't know. swine. I don't know either. I think it was, um, like, there. I think it's it's a story where, like, the line she says at the end is that they find out it's like an alternative meat. People are talking about how, like, Impossible Burgers and stuff are, like, Soylent Green. It's made of people. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Huh. That I don't know much about. I know that much. Soylent Green is people. She says it. I could be totally wrong. Hey, write us an email at theobservationbubble at gmail.com and let us know how wrong we are. Thank you. <laughs> so then we cut to Iris and Gladys won't let Amber dance in her um, leotard because it was not pre-approved. Yes. Gladys says it's skimpy. There are children out there. We got kids in the audience. So then we find Amber's, Brittany Murphy, I'm sorry, uh, Lisa finds Amber. She's upset and crying. 
But then we go back to Molly, who's line dancing with little fake guns and everything. <laughs> yeah. And her parents are out there doing it along with her, and it's cute and awkward. Yeah, <laughs> Just... but also what's fantastic about Molly and her parents is that they are wearing t-shirts with, with her Molly's face, face on them. Yes, and they made her... Um, her sister do it too and yeah, she's and like not into it yeah the sister's just like what the fuck <laughs> hating every second of it yeah then lisa gives amber her costume and says you know i was never gonna win anyway we know peter's a better liza than i can ever be and he's got the legs for it and everything mm. and i love leslie says they're never gonna let you perform naked i asked <laughs> uh, amber says no your parents will kill you she's like oh come on i love them but you know they only had me because peter needed that kidney <laughs> And she knows it. Lisa's out and Amber has a costume, so she's going to perform. Yes. In the meantime, though, we have Becky Lehman's performance of You're Just Too Good to Be True. Or maybe it's called Can't Keep My Eyes Off of You. I think it's Can't Keep My Eyes Off of You. Probably. Um, The same one that Heath Ledger performed Mm -hmm. in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Much better than this. And I wrote, she kind of sings and speaks it because she doesn't really... Sing she it. doesn't sing. It's yeah. not. It's hmm. it's a breathy. You're just. It's a Marilyn too... Monroe rendition. A Marilyn. Um, oh my God! It's a Marilyn Monroe rendition of this song. Can I say one thing? Yes. Get the fuck out of my head. <laughs> 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 and okay, she is singing this. You find out she points off stage. Too good. Can't keep my eyes off of you. And out rolls a literal Jesus. On a cross. Yeah. Stuff Jesus. Yeah. At one point, she pulls his arms off the cross and wraps them around her. She dances. <laughs> or this is wild. Yeah. She dances around the stage, like waltzes, with Jesus on the cross mm-hmm. at the end. While she's exiting the stage. As she exits stage right, even. <laughs> she is literally carrying Jesus on the cross on her back. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people didn't like that because they had the extras and everything. And uh, Denise Richards said in an interview once, or maybe it was the director, somebody said that people got up and left. Really? While they were filming. Because they didn't like it. Yikes. (laughs) I was like, listen, I was raised in a Christian home. My dad was a preacher. And I'm pretty sure my whole family laughed at that. (laughs) Right. like, we can take a joke. You know? That's, That's a joke. So now we have Amber. Gladys is obviously not happy that Amber's back in because she's like, we have our last contestant, number eight, Amber Hickey. Mm-hmm. And like cuts herself off and walks yeah, off. Yeah, because every other contestant, she said like a little bit of something about the girls mm-hmm. and, you know, actually for- introduces them. And her daughter, Rebecca, Anne, Lehman. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And then, so Amber gets up there and dances. She is obviously better than anybody else who got out there and did anything. Yes. But everybody loves it. They're on their feet when she's done, mm-hmm. clapping, standing smiling, ovation. standing ovation, and Gladys is trying to cut it off. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so then they send the judges off to deliberate. They said, you know, we're going to compile our scores, figure out who the winner is. But Hank's like, I know who the winner is. Yeah. Because everybody already knows who's going to win. They're yeah. just going to putz around back there. Yeah, until... because everybody's just like, what? what? Yeah. The contestants are all backstage awaiting the judges' decisions. And they said, has anybody, you know, heard from Janelle? Amber says, yeah, she's in the room next to my mom. Oh, she's super happy. They're like, geez, happy? She's like, yeah, the blow to her head made her deaf. And they're like, oh, Oh my God, that's great for her. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. We're out here to announce the winner. All the girls are out here. And Becky has a random trophy in her hand. Like a a small, like, miscongeniality kind of thing. Like, I wonder if there's, like, a deleted scene. Does she? Yeah. 
But, okay, so we're announcing the winners. Second runner-up, they get a $50 scholarship to the vocational technical school of their choosing. Votech. Yeah, Votech. And that is... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I was going to do... Do a drum roll. <laughs> Leslie Miller! <laughs> Yay! And her, her boyfriend jumps up and he's got her name written all over his chest and rips his shirt off. <laughs> you rule, Leslie! Yeah. He, he does, like, the bullhorns, like, yeah. all throughout the movie. Yeah, you go that yeah. Like, I wonder if, like, musky fishes have antennae have or horns? something. I don't know. Maybe. There's got to be a reason he does it. Uh, yeah. And then we have our first runner-up. She won something. They're excited for her, but it's still subdued because they know she should she, she should be number one. Yes. She should be the winner. And she gets a $75 scholarship to the Votech of her choice. Mm-hmm. And now, the winner, who gets a $500 scholarship and an all-expense trip to the Minnesota American Teen Princess Pageant. And this is when I said Becky has a trophy in her hand with no explanation. I'm sorry. Go. Gladys announces... Doesn't even open the envelope all the way and announces <laughs> Becky as the... Oh, sorry, that was poorly done. <laughs> I couldn't get it all together. And the winner is Rebecca and Lehman! And she is the only one cheering. Yeah. yeah. Her dad well, Lester is also cheering. I mean, because everybody knew better. Yeah. They're like, this, we knew this was happening. We hate it, but yeah. it is what it is. And not to mention, going back to these prizes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because girls were dropping like flies <laughs> for these weak-ass prizes. Yeah. Well, I guess they were um, paid for by Lehman Furniture. Small town, I guess. And yeah, but... I know, it still sucks. Mary, the reigning champion, is there in her wheelchair. And, mm. and Gladys rips the yes. sash and the crown off of this girl. She snatches it so quick and puts it on Becky. Mm-hmm. Everybody's already just leaving. Yeah. Amber walks outside. The ambulance is there to pick up Mary with her wheelchair and her nurse. And they put Amber's mom in there too. And she's like, we were robbed. (laughs) She's like, it's okay. She's fine. They're just giving her a ride back to the hospital. And they say, are you know, are you disappointed? She's like, yeah, I guess number eight only worked for Diane Sawyer. Yeah. They're interview the newspaper and everybody are interviewing Becky in the back. And she says, I'm the winner and I'm going to state. And this was very telling to me because Gladys says she's the winner and we're going to state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like a big thing of it is just Gladys riding yeah. Becky's coattails. Like it's a big like a stage mom throughout the kind of thing. Yeah. Living her own dreams. Yeah, like people Becky. comment on it. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. The, the alt girls, the smoker mm-hmm. girls. They knew from the get-go. I mean, everybody knew. Yeah. They have a parade the next day for, to celebrate. They have a giant-ass swan float. Yes. That uh, Lester Lehman says Gladys had him order that special made from Mexico in case- From Mexico. I'm so sorry. From Mexico <laughs> in case Becky won. Yeah. So this is a giant-ass swan. Mm. Amber and Leslie are in a car behind it, choking on swan gas, is yeah. what they say. So I imagine if this weren't a Lehman daughter, that they would all three be in that car, you know, doing their princess waves and shit. Becky says that the float smells like gasoline. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, my dress will reek. And her mom's like, no, get your ass up there. Yeah, glad Your dad's like, paid a lot fine. of money. Yeah. Get your dad paid good money for this. Get up there. Love you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hank gets his suspenders. Stuck in the truck door. And it's funny because at one point he just stares at the crew and they're filming him. And he says, help, Hank, help, help, help. Hello. And at the bottom, 
there's words saying, it is the policy of the documentary crew to remain true observers and not interfere with its subjects. And I right. just, it just makes me laugh. I can't help it. I'm not, I'm not a good person. So Gladys starts lighting sparklers at the bottom of the float to make a glistening lake mm-hmm. underneath the swan. If your daughter complains of it smelling like gas. Okay, but whatever. But we paid, we paid a pretty penny, a pretty penny for this. Yes. And it has to have a glistening, a glistening lake beneath it, obviously. Made of sparklers. Obviously, the swan float blows up and mm-hmm. kills Becky. And Gladys loses it. Which, I mean, of, uh, her daughter expected. was just killed. It, it's, it's. Yeah. But it, it feels also like she lost her daughter and her chance to go to state. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to downplay her losing her daughter. But that's the character. You know, yeah. you, you know that's how she feels. She full on, I would say she monologues. But they usually do that before nefarious deeds. Kind of. And she's just admitting now. Yeah, she's spilling the beans now. That she killed Tammy. Mm. um, And she tried to kill Amber in all these various ways. And all of a sudden, here comes the TV show Cops. And Gladys says, oh my god, oh my god, it's Cops! After all this, are we on Cops? Are we on Cops? They're finally on Cops! The TV show Cops? Yes! No! Yes! So you see the sheriff deputies that you saw earlier in the movie, but then there's another film crew and the guy has cops on his hat. What the fuck? (laughs) How did I miss that? I don't know. That was lost on me. (laughs) After all that buildup. You missed the payoff. I missed it. (laughs) But don't you feel better knowing it was there? I do. After that, the next scene is at Becky's graveside. Like, Gladys is hauled off by the cops. They're at Becky's graveside after the funeral, and Iris is now the acting president since Gladys, Gladys is going is into arrested, jail. Yes. Prison. She has just admitted to murder on cops. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they give Amber Becky's tiara, which had been on top of her casket and is charred and damaged from the explosion, and just put it on her head. Yeah. Just put it straight on Amber's head. This is rough. And Amber says, I didn't like her, but she didn't deserve to die in the belly of a swan like that. (laughs) And so then she gets a packet and she's going to state and there's a montage. And you know, I love a montage because you see so much and cover so much in a short amount of time. Through this montage, you see Amber dancing and practicing everywhere. You see that mom's hand has been amputated. Yes. And she has a... She's no longer beer can hand. Yeah, she's not beer can hand. So they're going to the airport Howard Johnson to stay and have the state competition. They're fucking jazzed they, they to be are going to this airport. airport. We're going to the airport! The airport Howard Johnson. The yeah. airport Hojo. That's what they're excited about. <laughs> they drove up in the hearse. Her employer from the funeral home obviously drove them there. They're at a hearse and everybody's staring and, you know, <laughs> Janny's being Janny Gold there. So why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer and right. flicking people off. She's like... You- Loretta, I gotta work with these people. I'm sorry. They were just staring. <laughs> no other girls here look 17. No. No. Not a one. Not a one of them. So Amber walks in and all the girls look older than her. They find out that they don't have the money to stay overnight. So they've got eight hours till showtime. Mm-hmm. So practice. Get yourself set up. And the leaders of this, they're from the Minnesota Modeling Agency. Yeah. MMA. Are, yeah, the MMA who are running this. <laughs> they are drunk. And they just proceed to get more drunk. Margaritas. <laughs> yes. I pay attention to the alcohol. <laughs> Thank you for that. There's a, a seafood buffet. Yes. And, by uh, Antonio or Anthony? By, yeah, Antoine, I think. Antoine. Antoine yeah, yeah, by Antoine. 
And Amber doesn't eat shellfish. Mom says, don't eat anything that carries its house around. Who knows the last time it was cleaned? Yeah. And honestly. Fair. Yeah. I'd go with that. After the buffet, everyone's practicing their talents and Amber's watching. And there are girls here who are like legitimately talented. There's an opera singer, someone playing a violin, another tap dancer. Yes. Tap dancing to an Elton John song. That is like, good. she's good. Yeah. Miss Minneapolis gets up there and she's like in a Dorothy costume and looks like she's about to do plate spinning or something. I don't know what she's doing. But she starts the vomiting. Mm. And then everyone is vomiting. Yes. Yeah. And while, you know, while all the girls are vomiting and, you know, they're like going like different. There's the one angle where they're, the camera is looking up at the girls. Yes. Throwing off of different floors. Yeah, throwing up off of floors down towards the camera. And I'm like, <laughs> And they're all perfectly spaced so they're not vomiting on each other. And you know that's not real life. <laughs> Meanwhile, Loretta has hooked up with the bartender. And she's, and she's walking out of her room. She's like, oh, do you think they heard us? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is why they're throwing that's up. That's why everyone, because... every contestant is throwing up right now. So then there's a, a news person there and she's talking about a salmonella outbreak from improperly refrigerated shellfish mm. and she interviews she interviews the guy one of the crew members and she says tell us about your experience he says fucking beauty queens blowing chunks everywhere never seen anything like it and i live in la <laughs> <laughs> no offense la no offense la obviously <laughs> so the news is interviewing now the mma ladies who kind of seem sobered up well, at least the I mean, one does. I mean, you know, when reality hits, you got to sober up a little bit. They say, is this controversy? Is it sabotage? And they say, well, we haven't ruled out sabotage. And they say, you know, from neighboring states, Iowa, Wisconsin, South Dakota, Ohio. And the girl said, the other lady says, that bitch from Wisconsin. <laughs> but we have a winner. Amber is now the Minnesota American Teen Princess because By default. She's the only one. Because she doesn't eat shellfish. Yes. She's the only one who doesn't eat the shellfish, so she doesn't get the salmonella from it. And honestly, I think she deserves that. Yeah. Yeah. She's smart enough to have not eaten the shellfish. <laughs> um, and they said, oh, honey, how do you feel? Is this the best moment of your life? She said, how do you feel? She says, I feel like I need to take a shower. <laughs> She says, oh, I wish my mom was here. They're on live TV and her mom's watching. Loretta shows up and says, oh, you can say hi to her. Say hi. She says, hi, mom. She's like, Loretta's like, hi, Annette. I got some. <laughs> and Allison Janice, that's the only line she ad-libbed in the whole movie. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> her mom's just like, ah! Yeah. So then we cut to Gladys, who is plotting revenge in jail, who appears to be in cahoots with someone in there. Then we're back at Loretta's house. Mm-hmm. And mom's home from the hospital. It was the first time we've seen her home from the hospital. And she has a hook now. She's adapting to life with the hook and learning how to use it and how to open her beer cans. Such as stabbing it and then pouring the foaming beer into a cup. There was duct tape involved somewhere yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. They're cute because they've done a little Carol Burnett move. <laughs> and she's figured out a visual uh, nod to her mother. You know, Which Carol just... Burnett was just a, a little nose tap or it was the ear yeah yeah carol I'm burnett, the sting yeah carol burnett was just the, pull, the ear tug of the ear this well, is a <laughs> it's a puff yeah. it's a cigarette puff it's a cigarette puff she's like oh my little carol burnett oh my god so cute now amber's heading off to nationals someone's taking their uh their crop duster plane once he's done doing his thing he's gonna take amber to nationals in lincoln nebraska lincoln alabama 
So they're in a bus. All the 50 girls from all the states, the potential American teen princesses, get off the bus in front of the Sarah Rose Cosmetics compound. And they start looking around. It's a really beautiful song playing the Beautiful Dreamer in the background. It sounds yeah. like Patsy Cline, but don't quote me on it. And you start seeing for lease mm-hmm. and seized, closed, and you find out that the Sarah Rose Cosmetics Company was seized by the IRS for tax evasion. Yeah. And the pageant has been canceled permanently. permanently. 49 girls <laughs> rush the building and attack it and yeah. just run amok. Yeah, they tear it up. Yes. Amber stands there very calmly. She's just sad. Mm-hmm. In my mind, Amber just won. Amber is the real American teen princess because she showed class. Restraint. Moral fortitude. Yes. <laughs> She's not giving in to the impulse to, to destroy and take out her anger on this building because it's getting you nowhere. Yeah. First of all. Because so I the think, pageant was canceled. Yeah. So I think she wins. I think she's the real American teen princess. Mm-hmm. That's the conclusion of the story. Yes. And then we do kind of the little catch up things. And okay, the first one is Leslie. Mm-hmm. It talks about her going to beauty school and how she was an exotic dancer to get herself through. And she's missing now and she was last seen in the Philippines. And here's a number to call if you ever see her. And I'm like... Why was that necessary? Because we don't do a where are they now for all the girls. But then I thought it must be because Leslie was the other runner up. That must be the only reason. But I was like, we couldn't do her better than that. I mean, (laughs) Gladys was in a pageant in prison Mm -hmm. and came in second. Yeah. Which her crown is a license plate. Yes. (laughs) Which to me was hilarious because of the whole inmates making license plates. Yeah. Fucking. Got and me. she's got a sash that says second cell block or second miss cell block <laughs> or something. But she escapes. Yes. And she's been plotting revenge all this time. And she comes back to Mount Rose and sets up on top of the food shack with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Calling Amber out. Calling her a blonde piece of trailer trash. And I'm like, rude. First of yeah. all. But she's looking to kill Amber. And so there's a reporter walking around reporting on the whole thing. And Gladys shoots her. Yeah. And I don't know if she dies or not, but Amber with her quick thinking, jumps in, grabs the mic, and says, this is Amber Atkins with KLRH News or whatever it is. And she says, our reporter is down and she is, paramedics are working on her right now. We continue to... And she's yeah, full she, reporter mode. She is ready. This is her Diane Sawyer moment. She is living her best Diane Sawyer life yes. in this moment. And so they talk about how um, this was her starting point mm-hmm. and then cut to the very end. Um, we're at a news desk and there's a man says, hi, I'm Peter Aitchison. And she says, and I'm Amber Atkins for WAZB News. Which I assume that the other news anchor died because they say that she took her job. Oh, probably. The best thing about this last moment when she's at the news desk is she has a Diane Sawyer haircut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that is where we leave the movie. That is where it is concluded. Yeah. Oh man. That was a lot. It was a lot. It's a good ride though. So it has an IMDb rating of 6.6 out of 10 stars. 6.6? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's not my score. Okay. I gave this movie an 8.4. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I'd watch it again. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Great cast. Acting is great. Yes. 8.4. Cool. Would recommend. Yeah. Um, 
according to my IMDb account, which at some point I must have gone through and actually rated <laughs> movies that I watched and liked, um, I gave it an 8. Yeah. I bump it up to an 8.5 now. <laughs> nice. Um, I, 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 I'll, I guess I'll stick with 8. But I think this is truly, truly underrated. I think maybe it came out before the world was ready for it kind of thing, you know? It came out with some other teen comedies, and it didn't really fall into the same... It just didn't fall into the same formula as the other teen comedies yeah, or anything. Yeah, not whenever stuff at the time was like... American Pie, uh, Drive Me Crazy, Oh, She's which, All That. Yeah, uh, which... Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Michelle... Sarah Michelle... No. No. Melissa Hart. Melissa Joan Hart Melissa jo- <laughs> uh, auditioned to play Amber Atkins. No. Yeah. But she did Drive Me Crazy. I was like, okay, cool, good. I like that better for her. I've never seen it. But I have. I, 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 like, I like Kirsten Dunst in this. Yeah. So, so I think it was maybe a little bit, and maybe it, not ahead of its time, but it didn't hit at the right time. Yeah. And I recommend it to a lot of people because I think the humor in it is It's really a little good. dark. Yes. Oh, it's for sure. It's dark. <laughs> it's dark. It's But a lot of people campy. seem to accept that and like it more now. Yeah. Or are willing to admit they like it. Yeah. Um... It's got some, you know, some eh, things that don't hold up, but everything's going to as the world turns. <laughs> it didn't age well in yeah. some parts. Some parts, but it's going to be every movie. Yeah. Something's not going to age well like that. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll do eight. Okay, so you've got an eight. I've got mm-hmm. an 8.4. Mm-hmm. 8.2! I'm happy with it. I love it. I would recommend this. Eight. Two people. This is the first one in a while that didn't have like a three digit yeah. <laughs> number on the end. Yeah. But I love this, and it, it'll inspire you to, to do, like, a, a Minnesota accent, which is super fun, really. Yeah, except for whenever you're shit at one, like myself. Well, I like to think I'm good at them. I'm not sure if I actually I am. think you are. Well, thank you so much. Probably someone from Minnesota would not be impressed. More than likely. <laughs> but, um... But isn't that true for all of our accents? I can't watch something like this or, like, Fargo without... I'm gonna want to talk in an accent. I mean, Peanut Butter Falcon, I sounded... <laughs> country. Yeah. And we're just lucky I didn't talk this way the whole time for this movie. <laughs> I like accents. I just do. Mm-hmm. You betcha. <laughs> um, if you have any movies that you think are underrated or deserve more exposure or you just want us to watch or you have a new movie that you want us to watch for you, please email us at theobservationbubble at gmail.com and we will watch them and then talk about them. We'd love to hear from you. Tiffany, any parting thoughts or shots? Like my mom says at Sunday dinner, come and get it. If you could be any tree in the forest, what kind of tree would you be? I would be a tree I'm not allergic to. (laughs) Well, good night, folks. Good afternoon. Good morning. Wherever you might be, whatever time of day it is. And remember, none of us deserve to die in the belly of a swan like that. See ya. Bye.